when Ron Van Dam talks, people listen. And then they say, what the hell is this guy going on about? You're listening to The Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's The Ron Van Dam Show. Okay, so what? Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing... Welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. I am the person to whom I referred to myself. I said my name. That's the show that you're listening to. Today, uh, we're going to talk about Groundhog's Day, which is uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog's Day. I have no idea what it is. It's the stupidest day of the year is what it is. It's just an indication of how stupid we are. I'm serious, and I cleared my throat while I said that. Groundhog Day. Give me a break. Every time you go on TV and you watch these little uh, things about Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day, they show that little movie clip from the movie Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's it's very, very annoying. It really is. Do you even understand what that day means? We say it, but some of us don't really understand. I actually go through most of my life when Groundhog Day comes up in conversation. I have absolutely no idea which one it is that the groundhog sees that makes it a longer or shorter winter. I have no idea. Is it you see your shadow? You don't see your shadow? You're wearing pants? You lost one of your socks? You're wearing a hat? What is that? What is that? What, what is the indication? Well, here's what it is. Uh... If the groundhog comes out of its little house or its hole, if the little varmint, if the little mole uh, comes out of its uh, little uh, tunnel thing and sees his shadow, assuming it's a male, uh, sees his shadow, that means that uh, we're going to have it means it's sunny outside, basically. If, you, if, if the animal sees its shadow, it's sunny outside. Unless it's from the spotlights, I don't know. If it sees its shadow, then it's going to be a six more weeks of winter. <gasps> no, six weeks! Uh, six weeks of uh, more, which means an extended winter. If it doesn't see its shadow, in other words, if it's cloudy or raining or something, then it's going to be a, uh, a short winter. How much shorter than six weeks? I have no idea. It'll be, it'll be five weeks and three days. I, I, I have no idea. That begs the question, and I beg the question, how accurate is this schmucky little beaver? And the answer is, not very. It's almost that if the groundhog says something, by the way, they don't talk, but if if it indicates something, then it's usually, what happens is actually the opposite. The groundhog, that Puxatoxie Phil, which takes place in Philadelphia, by the way, um, that that little um, varmint, that little mole, that... uh, little little rat is uh is wrong uh 
like all the time. 60% of the time, the, the little thing is, is wrong. 40% accuracy. Wow. I mean, <laughs> what the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Uh, it's tradition. Our lives are steeped with so much crap and tradition. It's unbelievable. We live with tradition. Well, it makes no sense, but it's tradition. What are you saying? What do you mean? It makes no sense, but it's tradition. Yeah, it's stupid, but it's tradition. You understand what you're doing? You're you're looking stupid is what you're doing. It's it's just it's just a stupid thing. This Puxatuxy Phil uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, there's also one in New Jersey. There's another one that's cropped up in Atlanta. So what's happening is this is not a, a national a forecast of how long winter is going to be. This has turned into a local situation where every single city and town should have their own mole um, predicting the weather. <laughs> it's, I can't even believe I'm talking about this. Here's what gets even stupider. The people at this Puxatuxy, um, this thing, uh, actually dress up like uh, the guy uh, in the Monopoly game, you know, with the top hat and the monocle. I don't know why. I don't know what it has to do with a with a beaver, but I, I don't, um, I don't understand it. I don't get my, I'm, I'm getting predictions from a gerbil. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm even embarrassed talking about it. So I'm going to stop at this point. Seriously, come on, give me a break. Here's the other, uh, uh story that has absolutely no relevance whatsoever anymore. Tom Brady yesterday, you know him? Yeah, he's a horniculturist. He um, does flower arrangements. Oh, wait, no, no, that's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the uh, the football player, the quarterback for the uh, New England Patriots, and then uh, turned around and said, fuck you, and went to the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He resigned from football a little more than a year ago, and then uh, his life fell apart, and he went back to playing football. I don't know if that's the chain of events, but that's what happened. He, re- he announced his retirement a little over a year ago and says, I'm not playing football anymore. Um, my wife doesn't want me to play football. Um, my wife wants me to be part of the family and not to travel and be so obsessed about a little pigskin oval. Uh, and by the way, my wife is a, uh, is a model who makes a lot more than I do, um, who can stimulate me simply by batting an eyelash. But I prefer to play football with guys. Okay, Tom. Okay, Tom. You've made a very odd decision here, Tommy. So Tommy goes back to playing football. Then there's the announcement that uh, they're getting divorced. He and his wife are getting divorced. Uh, Oh, my God. Um, Then uh, he has a horrible football year. He doesn't even make it to the playoffs. And then all of a sudden decides a couple of weeks before the Super Bowl, I'm going to retire. Okay, Tom. Okay. 
First of all, it's the little quarterback that, that cried wolf. Didn't you retire? You like share. You're saying this is my last concert tour, and then two years later, you're doing another last concert tour, and then two years later, you're doing another last concert tour. You and Elton John, this is my final. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye, everybody. I'm retiring. And then a year later, and I'll be in a neighborhood near you with another concert. It's, stop it. Just stop it. Stop announcing that it's over. Just, just go away. Go away. They do that because this is the last time you'll ever see me in concert. So everybody goes. And then, eh, joke's on you. That wasn't the last one. <laughs> Got your money. So Tom Brady uh, now is retiring. Now he says, but says this time it's for good. Well, Tom, now you're like the butt of jokes. Now you're like the poster child for saying something, but not really. But now I'm now I really mean it, but not really. But now I really mean it. So the headline is uh, Tom Brady retires dot 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 again. <laughs> Tom, 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 Tom. <clears throat> Don't feel bad for Tom Bradish because he is labeled the greatest quarterback of all time. Whatever. Uh, here's the deal with him. He has a $350 million 10-year contract with Fox Sports. I'll repeat that for the hard of hearing. He has a $350 million 10-year contract with Fox Sports where he would sit at a desk with the other commentators and say things every once in a while and then go home. Where his home is, is not with a supermodel wife anymore. Tom, um, so Tom's all set. Tom can also do anything he wants uh, in the media world. He already has his own podcast. He's going to have his own line of clothing. There's no question about it. Um, uh, you know, he's just, he's, yeah, whatever, whatever. So, uh, that's it. So, and here's the odd thing. He announces a retirement yesterday. We're about two weeks away from the Super Bowl, which is being uh, broadcast by, hmm, Fox Sports. <gasps> I, I, I'm not going to put money on this because I don't gamble. I don't bet on things. Unless it's Groundhog Day, then of course I have a couple of thousand dollars on the outcome of that. Uh, here, here's what I think is going to happen. You're going to watch the Super Bowl and um, unannounced or maybe just um, uh, you know, hinted, Tom Brady will show up at the Super Bowl in the uh, sportscaster booth and uh, he will spend about five, ten minutes uh, being interviewed by the sportscasters uh, during the Super Bowl, possibly during halftime, who knows. And there he will uh, announce that he will be a, a sports uh, commentator with Fox. That's going to happen at the Super Bowl when there's so many people watching. It's a great time to promote this, uh, this deal. I believe that's what's going to happen. I've just talked sports for 10 minutes. Not really, but kind of did, and I'm not comfortable with doing that. I don't care for sports. The only sport that I will watch or go to watch will be basketball because it's, it's just there. You know, it's, it's a small court. 
So there's not a lot of things to move your head with. And uh, these are tall, freakish people. That's fun to watch. And they take a ball and they bounce it on the floor and throw it into a basket. Which seems harmless. Sometimes they'll fall down, but, you know, nobody really gets hurt that much. So I'll watch basketball. It's not too long, not too short. It's okay. There's Stuff's happening a lot of the time. You know, there's a few timeouts. There's four quarters usually, which makes a dollar. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's proportioned properly. So I'll watch basketball. Some sports that I will never watch. Soccer. Because nobody ever scores. Sometimes nobody scores. It's a victory when you win one to nothing. That's boring. Um, they kick the ball out of bounds a lot especially in high school. <laughs> Soccer, the field is way too big. I have to move my head too much. And at my age, that's an effort. Not into that. Football is not so bad. It just like takes so long to do. It's just, they have a clock, you know, where you have to uh, hike the ball or do the play within a certain amount of time. It's like way too long. It's, it should be like every 10 seconds. It's just really, and it's just, Big guys dressed in costumes trying to knock each other down. Uh, whoopee. Um, baseball? <laughs> no way. No way. I will not watch baseball. I will not not watch a group of grown men spit on the ground continually for about two and a half, three, maybe even four hours, maybe in seven, maybe maybe even eight hours. The game's not over until somebody just says, I don't feel like playing anymore. Bunch of overweight guys uh, just standing there, and uh, maybe uh, once every oh, 10, 15 minutes, somebody will run to catch a ball. Um, it's extremely boring. I, I cannot, I don't know how it became the national pastime. It should be the national waste of time. Anyway, um, baseball is very popular. I know that I am in the minority when it comes to that. I'm just not a big sports guy. I didn't play sports when I was a kid at all. And, um, I was on the track team in high school because I was tall and skinny and I ran very fast because they put a piece of cheese at the other end and I love cheese. So I would run to it quickly. I wasn't concerned that I was running against other people. I just wanted that cheese. So there you have it. Um, that's what I did. But after that, I was not interested in sports whatsoever. Except basketball. Hockey is okay. I just can never see the puck. That's a big uh, playing area as well. But because they have the plastic partitions, so nobody in the audience gets hit with a puck. Do they call it an audience? I don't even know what they call it. The crowd? The crowd. Uh, so you can't really see very clearly onto the ice. So that little tiny black speck, which they call the puck, I, can, I have no idea where the puck is uh, in the ice hockey uh, thing, uh, the, the arena. 
because it's too small. So I just figure the puck is where the most most players are at that particular time. And if they're knocking around their sticks at each other, the puck must be somewhere close. That's the only way I can tell where the puck is. Where the puck is it? <laughs> Joke. And that's my experience with sports, man. I'm just really not into it. I'm just, I'm, I'm odd in that sense, I suppose. Sports betting? Yeah, uh, what? I don't, what? Why would I put money on other people to do things that we don't know what the outcome is? Well, Ron, we, we analyze that. There were, when I was, uh, when I moved up to this uh, particular state that I live in, there was a, uh, uh, a Greyhound track about uh, five miles from my house. So um, because I try a little bit of everything, I, I went to the Greyhound track where they take uh, Greyhound dogs and they put them on this big oval and they have this little gerbil or maybe it's Puxatawney Phil. I have no idea. Uh, it's a little rod that comes out of the fence and uh, it goes up the ass of this gerbil and, and then they, the Greyhounds chase the gerbil around and um, you bet on which uh, Greyhound is going to get there first to the finish line, second and third, etc. And there's all different ways of betting. There's, you know, win, place, show, show, place, win, shot, place, knots, win, show, not show, just win, the trifecta, perfecta, quafecta. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But the bets were only like a dollar or two. I have no idea who was betting. I would bet on dogs that just had nice names. Like, um, you know, Gray Bobby or something. I was like, okay, whatever. No, Gray Bobby sounds like it could win just by the name. <laughs> there were guys there with pencils behind their ears. Those are serious bettors when they have pencils behind their ears. That's why they made ears to hold the little pencils. And they had sheets of paper and they, they analyzed the dogs as to which dog uh, felt like running faster that day. <laughs> they don't even have jockeys on the backs of the dogs. The dogs just are let loose out of a cage where the door opens at the same time for all the dogs. And they follow this gerbil around, and then one of them is faster than the other. Who knows who that would be? Well, we analyze that uh, this particular dog has won six out of seven races, so is very, very capable. It's a freaking dog chasing a stick. What are you doing? So I tried that. I bet on I usually lost. Every once in a while, I'd win maybe $3 if after I lost 20 it was it was just so stupid. But you know why I really went to the dog track, so to speak? Because they had good hot dogs. That's it. They had good hot dogs. Try to get any food from the uh, the pro sports, like at a baseball stadium or a football stadium. or So try to get any food there. Oh, my God. A hot dog? $75. $75 for a hot dog. Now, I know I'm exaggerating, but I'm probably close. You want relish? That's another $200. But these hot dogs aren't very good. That's because we're taking advantage of you. Don't you understand? We know you want a hot dog. We're, 
We're bilking you. We're robbing you of all your hard-earned money. Because you want that hot dog, don't you? How much is a beer? I know if I go down to the bar, a beer is about five, six bucks. How much is it here? $275. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And then you think, you think that you're saving a lot of money at these big sports arenas, you know. that Yeah, you're spending a lot of money. But to park, um, I, I live in the Boston area. There's no, uh, there's no parking lots. There's just garages. And to park your car, I'm basically renting a space for my car for a couple of hours. 60 bucks. 60 bucks? To have my car in a space? Yes. That's the going rate. <laughs> Are you detailing my car in the process or washing it? No, that's just to put the car between those lines there. That's that'll be sixty bucks, please. But but the ticket was only sixty, but well okay. I mean seriously. We're all fools. Raise your hand if you think you're a fool. Look, we all know we're fools. We all know we're fools and we're being played every minute of every day and watching these little groundhogs make weather predictions. And uh, yeah, we're all raising our hand. Yeah, we're a bunch of idiots. Hello, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, my guest will be joining us. But first, this uh, short very short commercial break. Hey, this is Bobby Marone, former heavyweight contender. But I hung up my boxing gloves to open the area's new favorite restaurant. Um, Here we go. It's called... It's Headshots. Jesus, give me a minute, would you? Sorry. Hey, do you love calamari? then you need to come to Headshots this month for our Carnival of Calamari. That's right, we got tons of great recipes all made with delicious chicken. Calamari. Calamari. You gotta try our famous one-two punch pasta loaded with shrimp. Also says calamari. Calamari. How about a nice beef lo mein piccata? And our spicy school bus fra diablo? Forget about it. You've never had calamari until you've had the Eiffel Tower at Headshots during our carnival of I could have knocked Joe Frazier on his ass back in the day. Come in and ask for me, Bobby Calamari, Uh, Bobby Headshots. uh, uh, I'm the guy that owns the place. Dr. Danielle Burnell joins us now. She's a veterinarian and animal nutrition specialist, and uh, you're with the Wellness Pet Company. I think you know that. Uh, pleasure having you here. T- <laughs> yes, they've they've told you that you are. Uh, pleasure having you here today. You, you know, your this subject matter. I I couldn't wait to talk to you because when I told uh, the people that you were going to be on, they said, "Oh my God, ask her how do I get my dog to." To, to accept uh, dentals, uh, you know, the cleaning. Um, that, that, that's, that's very typical that, that a dog uh, shies away from that. Is that right? 
Absolutely. And, you know, only 2% of all pet parents are actually brushing their dog's teeth oh. every single day. Oh. And so you're not alone if you're one of those who are saying, oh, you know, I don't know if my dog's going to be willing to do this. So it is a tricky task. It, 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 you know what's what gets us is when you get a puppy, their teeth are so clean and beautiful. So you figure, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about this. And then they get a little bit older, and all the all the stuff that you've done like nothing now is catching up to you, and you're regretting it. Absolutely, and it's just like you and I. We brush our teeth every single day to keep them nice and clean and yes. white. And it's one of those things for pets that, you know, we may not think about when we bring home that bundle of fluff and then as they get older. But just like us, mm. those dogs need their teeth cleaned, mm. whether it's that tricky toothbrush or something a little easier like a dental chew, that that's going to help keep those teeth much better conditioned than if we did nothing at all. Yeah, it's it's very different, though. When we uh, go undergo a, a big cleaning at the, at the dentist, uh, they just put tubes in our mouth and, you know, maybe a little Novocaine, but probably not. But when a dog needs their teeth cleaned uh, professionally, that's a whole nother matter, isn't it? Absolutely. It usually requires an anesthetic, which mm. is quite the big procedure just to get your teeth cleaned. Yeah. And that's why as a veterinarian, I'm always telling pet parents, you know, one of the best ways for extending the frequency of those professional cleans or even delaying them mm-hmm. is to really do that at-home care every single day. All right. Now the gigantic question that is on the minds of every living human being. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you get your dog to allow you to do that? Well, you know, you can start to teach them how to accept the toothbrush. But if your dog is like what we're hearing from millennials and Gen Zs, where they're throwing a bit of side eye even as you walk towards them with the toothbrush, Mm -hmm. you know, a great easy alternative is the majority of us give our dog a treat every single day. So if we just swap out that soft and chewy treat or a crunchy treat for a dental chew like Whimsy's, what that's going to do is let your dog almost treat, treat that treat like a toothbrush, you know, one that's edible. And as they work it around their mouth, especially in those hard-to-reach places, that's rubbing up against their teeth, and that's actually cleaning them with every single chew. So a great, easy option to make them, you know, getting that beneficial clean, but most importantly, nothing too stressful either. Yes, that's very true. And um, I I do that with my dog every single morning. Uh, She gets one of those chew things. But, you know, I'd, I'd really like it to be even a bit more pleasurable than that. I mean, how do, what if your dog is not really into that? Are there, is there some way to get your dog to, to have the chew things? Yeah, there's lots of ideas. So at Whimsy's, we have all different shapes because dogs like different ones, whether it's a stick or a brush bead or yes. even a cute alligator. Yes. But the other great thing is if your dog's not really into it, some of those shapes are hollow. So if they love a little peanut butter, you can also smear ah. that on the inside. That's pretty much guaranteed to get them go. willing to clean their teeth. So there's some tricks and tips that you can absolutely do to uh, encourage them when it comes to eating those treats. But for most dogs, not too much of a task they love a good treat okay now someone may ask uh is this actually healthy for your dog yes maybe for the teeth but what are they actually ingesting when they do that 
That's a good question. So there's a variety of products out there that, oh, you know what, maybe aren't so good for their overall health. Mm -hmm. The great thing you want to look for is a product that's all natural and almost limited ingredients. Because there's a lot of dogs out there that have food sensitivities or certain ingredients that they can't have. Yes. So what I love about Whimsies is it is all natural. It does contain just six key ingredients, the main one of which is potato, and it's grain-free and protein-free. So my whole mantra is as long as that dog's got teeth, in most cases this makes for an easy addition that's also low fat because we want to keep those waistlines mm -hmm. still nice and trim while we're looking after their teeth as well very good uh, and this can be as efficient as actually taking a brush to a dog's teeth you know, it, it works two ways. I don't know about you, but every time I go to the dentist, they tell me I'm doing a great job on those front teeth, but, oh, not so good on those back ones. Yeah. The good thing here is that when you're using a chew, like a whimsy, it works fantastically on those back ones. And we've shown through scientific studies that we can significantly reduce that plaque and tartar. And the most important thing when we talk to pet parents is that if you're doing toothbrushing, two thumbs up. But if you're only doing it every now and then, mm. well, then that's really not being as efficient as giving them a chew every single day because that's going to make sure that you're never getting behind that plaque buildup and that's going to keep their teeth even healthier than doing it once mm. every never with that toothbrush. Is it ever too late to start? Never at all. Um, you know, you can definitely teach an old dog new tricks when it comes to looking after their teeth. And especially in February, this is Pet Dental Health Month. So if there was ever a time to start, you know, cleaning your dog's teeth, take it as now and begin as whenever you get that next chance. Can I actually have one myself if I'm on the road? Um, that doesn't sound good, but I mean, <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it that safe? Yeah, they are. You know, these are designed to be edible chews. Yeah. Um, and as I said, they're a tasty treat that dogs okay. just love. So easy to add in. Maybe not for us. Keep going with your toothbrushing on the side. Yeah, we don't seem to mind it as much as dogs do. We don't. And even, you know, we're, we're, we're fans of our toothpaste, whereas a dog toothpaste is a bit more beef-flavored or chicken-flavored. Yeah. It's probably not something we want to mix. <laughs> no, no. All interesting concept, but no, probably not. Like, yeah. Well, we do peppermint and stuff, so I guess some what we do um yeah yeah that, it, it's actually a very serious situation because um your dog can get quite ill if 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 teeth start rotting away as same in humans certainly um but uh, yeah but dogs will actually like bite their their owners and masters whatever you call that uh their their humans um, they will actually bite them, but not out of anger, just out of protection for what they think is, is coming their way that they don't want. But I mean, it, it's, it's serious sometimes to get your dog to even, uh, take a drink of water. I mean, you can't force dogs to do things. Yeah, you cannot. That's absolutely true. Mm. Um, and especially when it comes to trying to do something tricky like toothbrushing. Yeah. And the other thing to note here is, 80% of dogs and 96% of senior dogs are actually suffering from dental disease. And by yeah. the time they're a senior, that can be quite advanced and tooth pain. So your dog might be reacting from a place of real discomfort, mm -hmm. but that's unusual to them especially. So, you know, if that's your dog, it's probably time to get to that veterinarian and maybe see if a professional clean and some teeth extraction are needed. Because as you can imagine, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I've had a tooth pain once or twice and that is not fun at all, are they? No, it is not because the uh, mouth is very, very close to the head, and <laughs> that's one area that I don't. That pain is a little more pronounced than other places. I can always, you know, if my Absolutely. thumb hurts, my thumb hurts, I can always say, "All right, that's just that on that arm." 
But when it's there in your head, it's like, that's everything. All right. You've made your point. You've made your point here. (laughs) Uh, But now is the time to start, everybody. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, where do we go to get this, uh, this concept? Yeah, so if you want to have a look at whimsies, as I said, it's a scientifically proven and veterinarian recommended treat. Mm -hmm. You can go to whimsies.com. Now, whimsies is a pretty tricky name, so it's W-H-I-M-Z-E-E-S.com, and you'll find all the products there and also all the main retailers that do have it available, and that's most of them out there. So if you haven't been to your local pet specialty store, pop on in there. Pet Dental Health Month is the time to go check down those dental treat products. And if you find a Whimsies product, you'll know that you're going to give them a product that cleans two times better than the leading competitors and even lasts three times longer. So that's going to keep them chewing for longer, which will keep them cleaning their teeth for longer. So it's Perfect. a great product to try. Um, and I wish you a very clean and happy dental journey ahead. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Danielle. It's been a pleasure. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you for being here. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new show. But until then... I wish you peace.